Welcome to Audio Leads. My name's Carl Robinson, co-founder and CEO of Rumble Studio, the SaaS platform that enables your marketing team to produce spoken word audio content quickly, easily, and cost-effectively so that you can extend your brand to audio channels and acquire and convert more leads. And that's the name of the game, Audio Leads. Uh, this is the last episode in the series, episode six. Um, just to remind you, if you're new to the, new to the series, Audio Leads uh, is about sharing the conversations we have with experts and brands who have successfully used audio for marketing. Uh, we as a team are seeking out the best strategies, tools and techniques to use audio to grow our business. And in turn, we hope to be able to help you do the same. Uh, usually, we record using our own product, Rumble Studio, which allows us to conduct remote, asynchronous guest interviews quickly and easily. Uh, basically, how it works is the host sets some questions, and then the guest records their answers in their own time, uh, and then we do the edit. We can add a, a follow-up question if we like, add the jingles, export, and you get a studio-quality uh, episode ready to publish. Uh, but this time, it's live. For the final episode in the season, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Um, and uh, I wanted the team who have all been participating in the creation of Audio Leads to experience the difference as well between synchronous and asynchronous podcasts. So it's an experiment for us as well. Uh, the topic of today's show is basically our experiences producing the first series of Audio Leads. Uh, we're going to discuss how it felt to record for the first time, because I believe this is the first time uh, everyone has recorded a podcast here. Um, what we learned about recording in an asynchronous fashion, what were the advantages, the disadvantages, what worked well, what we need to improve, uh, specifically some of the technical challenges that we encountered while recording, uh, and then some of the mistakes we made and what we plan to do differently in series two. Uh, and as I said, we hope by sharing these experiences with you, then you can incorporate some of these lessons into your own audio marketing journey and we can succeed together. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my team. Uh, starting with uh, Emily, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm an intern at Rumble Studio and right now I'm helping with content creation and digital marketing. Hi, my name is Joey. Um, I'm the product marketer at Rumble Studio. Um, now, my main tasks are that um, I, I'm responsible for audio leads, so I organize everything and I schedule guests for the episodes. And what I do other than that is that I write uh, blog posts for Rumble Studio and I occasionally film reels or create some content for our social media platforms. Very nice. I'm Leticia and I'm an audiovisual intern at Rumble Studio. I'm the one who edits the podcasts. I mix and edit the audio, and I'm currently working on some original jingles for season two. Hey, uh, so my name is Niveed. I'm from India. I work as the digital strategist. Uh, well, what I do is uh, mainly social media, newsletters, and podcast. So you must have seen some of the other stuff online. <laughs> So yeah, that's me. Fantastic, right? It's it's good to, to get a bit more details on what you guys do. I know that you've all, uh, well, Joey, Letitia, and Nivid, you've all had a turn at hosting your own episode. This is something that we really wanted uh, to do as a team is for everyone to have an experience of recording audio, because we are an audio uh, production company. Uh, so you've all had uh, at least one episode. I know, Joey, you've taken the lead on driving the podcast forward. Um, so why don't we start with you, Joey? Uh, let's talk a bit about like the format of the show. Obviously, we wanted to do it async because that's our unique selling point using Rumble Studio. Um, but why did we do guest interviews? Why did we? Um, what, why did you structure the show in the way it was? What, were your, what was your thinking there? Well, um, you know, we really wanted to prove that audio is in fact a, a big factor when it comes to marketing, 
And recording podcasts uh, takes a lot of time. So it was important for us to show our audience that it can be done uh, asynchronously in a much more uh, time-saving way. Mm. And, uh, you know, by, by choosing guests that we think, um, that we believe uh, could teach us more about how to uh, make the podcast better or uh, how to market it better. We thought that we could learn and at the same time our listeners could learn uh, more about how they can make their podcasts better. So it's actually like learning and, uh, you know, um, educating <laughs> the audience. Yeah, absolutely. And it has been the case, I think. And we can talk more about that, that later, but we've definitely learned a lot uh, in doing so. Um, were there any other any other points uh, regarding like how we structured the show? Like we, I, I know that we've done five episodes asynchronously uh, and one live episode at the end. Was there a reason why we only did a, a series of six at the beginning? Uh, we basically did six because uh, we we decided that each season was going to be made up of six episodes, like you said, uh, five done asynchronously with guests, and the last one is always uh, the growth team. You know. Uh, talking to each other about what they learned and uh, how we can make uh, the next season better. So the the reason why we did that is because uh, we wanted to really see the difference between both and acknowledge what uh, we could make better for later. Indeed, yeah, absolutely. So it was a nice, uh, you know, set of six. It wasn't too many. We, you know, it wasn't, I know a lot of podcasters, they start and they just keep churning out the episodes, you know, 50, 100 episodes. It's nice to keep things in a small package. And I think one of the things we discussed was that every series of, you know, five plus one episodes should have a certain theme. Our first series, didn't have so much of a theme, you know, we basically, you know, was, I think we were just looking to get as many guests on as possible because we were brand new and we had to build up that credibility. Uh, but definitely for season two, um, I think we're going to have a, more of a more of a concrete theme so that listeners know what they're going to get and they, the episodes support support each other. OK, so I want to say thanks to everyone for, for listening to this uh, final episode of season one. Um, I want to take this to the rest of the team members then and just ask you, uh, Nived, uh, this, I, I believe this was the first time that you recorded a podcast, you acted as a podcast host. Uh, how did it feel? How did it feel talking to people you'd never met before uh, and recording your own voice? Uh, well, <laughs> this was uh, something that I always wanted to do, uh, record podcast. But uh, joining with uh, Rumble Studio gave me this opportunity to you know, record a podcast and that too asynchronously. So being a beginner recording a podcast it actually helped me a lot because uh, it takes a certain number of takes to to be right and you know mm -hmm. uh, to get the get the flow going so rumble actually helped me to you know make it uh, easier for me to do retakes and um, you know take interviews uh, when, I, when it comes to talking to people, I am pretty extrovert, but uh, talking to people in <laughs> professional manner, it uh, makes me a little nervous. But again, thanks to Rumble that uh, I, it was not face-to-face uh, -face or anything. So I could, you know, polish my questions, uh, be a little more poised and, you know, be a little prepared. So definitely that was a really good experience so far, I would say. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, when I first started podcasting, it was live and it's and it's a stressful experience, especially when you're speaking to somebody senior, you don't know them, you're talking about a topic that maybe you, you're not, you know, uh, particularly expert expert on. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it makes you a little bit hot under the collar for sure. Uh, and yeah, yeah. async for sure, it's more, it's more uh, relaxed, you can take your time, it's a calmer experience. Uh, you know, maybe the downside of that is that it comes across in the voice as well. There's, it's maybe less exciting. Uh, mm -hmm. for the for the participants because they're they're speaking to the the, the machine as opposed to another human but the plus right. side is that the answers are more informed and, and you're definitely definitely calmer 
Um, Letitia, what were your uh, experiences speaking on the mic? I know that you're an experienced audiovisual producer, so this is not the first time you've recorded your voice for sure, uh, but maybe the first time you created a podcast. I mean, how did it feel? Yeah, exactly. So it's not my first time behind the mic, but it's my first time podcasting behind the <laughs> mic. <laughs> so stating or reading questions is so much different and it's challenging for a person who's never done that before. And different how? Like what, what, what was harder than you imagined? Uh, first of all, we should really try not to be fake. We should really sound the m most natural possible. So what happened in my experience, I recorded one podcast. So I had to, uh, I had to record 30 takes for each question because I was so self-conscious. 30 takes, and okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying this. Uh... Yeah, the fact of me listening myself over and over again, it was tiring at first, but then mm. I relaxed and then I said, okay, maybe natural is what we need. So, so this is what happened. So I'm excited to actually record my second episode. For sure. That, that is the name of the game. You do want to come across as natural and authentic. I think one of some of the advice I gave to you guys is that, you know, if, if somebody makes a point and, you know, you don't have an opinion on it, then don't necessarily agree or disagree with it. Just say, you know, that's interesting and move on because the, the listeners can absolutely sense when when hosts are, are not being authentic. And time and again, in different podcasts, you hear hosts agree and go, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. OK, next question. And you're like, you weren't really listening at all, were you? You know, you have no idea what that guy just said, you know, you're thinking of just about the next question and it doesn't make for a great listening experience so yeah for sure it's a it's a bit of a skill whether you do it live or, or asynchronous exactly um yeah you definitely have to come across as uh, as authentic uh joey what was easier than you imagined was there something were, were there parts of the process that you were worried about that in the end you thought actually that's that's not so bad i can do this or or things that you got better at very quickly that now it's like no sweat um you know i was really really worried at first about you know, uh, answering the, the guest when they say something because I wasn't uh, really into the the audio industry. So mm. I, I didn't really, you know, uh, understand or I had to research a lot about it. And I thought, oh, my God, like, how I, how was I going to, you know, give my feedback, mm. you know? So, um, but later I, I discovered that, you know, when you actually listen and you've, you, you've written a couple of blog posts about it and everything you start to, you know, just genuinely uh, be curious and uh, react, uh, you know, more naturally. I was afraid that I wasn't going to come off as natural as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But um, when, I, when I wasn't writing the answers that I wanted to say, when it, I just recorded them, you know, in a spontaneous way, uh, it worked out better than I thought and it became so much easier. Yeah, I think the word that I picked up on there was curious. And I think that's definitely the, the right strategy is if you're, if you're led by your own curiosity, if you do take a genuine interest in different things, and you hear something, and you don't know any, everything about it, but you do have some questions, uh, that's often the best questions come from that they come from the heart. And if you've got that question, then nine times out of 10, your listeners have that same question as well, because they're not experts either. That's why they're listening to the podcast. Very nice. Um, and uh, well, before we move on to your favorite episode, actually, I want to ask each of you what your favorite episode is. Uh, we've got uh, Emily on the call, as you heard. Um, Emily wasn't involved in the production because she's just joined the team. But I wanted to bring her onto the show just to get your first impressions of an asynchronous podcast format uh, produced by a, a relatively inexperienced team. You know, our team is uh, 
myself not included, all either still in university or just graduated from university uh, and completely new to audio audio production in this way, at least. Um, and so what were your first impressions of the of the of the podcast? Unvarnished, please. Um, <laughs> bearing in mind that this is a, you know, it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. um, I think right away I could tell that the flow of conversation with asynchronous podcasting was much different than live. But that's the point, right? That's how it's supposed to be because um, you can tell that the guests are able to think much more thoroughly through their answers and like be present as much or present calmly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while while nice. they're talking. And um, did you like that? Was that interesting? Yeah, for you? Like, it, was that a... yeah, it was. It was definitely different. I I liked it because I could tell that you were getting as much as you could as a listener from mm. the guest because they were able to take their time and not have the pressure of a live session to deliver um, a solid interview mm -hmm. answer. So that was quite enjoyable as a listener um, to have that different experience that you don't mm. get from normal live podcasting. Um, so I really enjoyed that. and. Okay. Yeah. And what did you feel was missing? Was there, was there parts of a live conversation that you, you missed and you felt like it would, have been, it would have been better if we could put those back in some way? Yeah, I think the interaction of back and forth with the guest and the host um, is always what makes a podcast for me. And I know that the host responded to the answers that the guest provided. Um, and I think it would have been interesting to have the guest pop back in if there were follow-up questions right, right. Um, that the host had instead of the set questions from the original script. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's definitely something we're looking to, to solve with the, the whole AI, AI layer. Um, just to, so in case the listeners weren't aware, basically we send the questions over and often we record those up front. The guest then records their answers in their own time, and that's the last step two. And then step three is the the host then listens to the the guest answer and adds a comment. But that's it. It's a one two three, and then next question one two three. Uh, and I think Emily, what you're saying is there needs to be a four five six <laughs> after that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Keep digging down. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what about your impressions of the just the audio quality in general, the recording quality, the jingle, the production values? Um, what was your opinion on that? I thought it seemed uh, very professional, or it came across as very professional sounding. The audio quality um, was pretty good. I was impressed with, um, since it is asynchronous and the guest isn't provided uh, like an audio studio like they normally are when mm. coming to um, a live recording, that the guest audio seemed relatively clear and um, it's not well always the produced. case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> There's a yeah lot of I was, I was surprised. Yeah, I, mm. it was good. <laughs> that's it. Well, I think everyone here's got pretty decent mics and good mic technique now. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's something that's uh, easily done if you've got the right uh, knowledge and equipment and you don't need to spend a fortune either, as uh, many of the blog right. posts that Joe, you've written <laughs> attest to. Uh, but yeah, you do, need a, you do need a few basic uh, skills and equipment to, to get a good, good quality sound. Um, all right, so now a question for, for all of you. Uh, you've all listened to at least one audio leads episode because you produced it. So, uh, and it's no, you can choose your own if you like, but my question is what was your favorite episode and why? Uh, Joey, why don't you start with you? So my favorite episode was episode two, uh, storytelling with branded podcasts. Oh, yes. It was with, uh, Marvin Jacobs, uh, from airborne. Um, I really loved this episode because it taught me so much about, 
uh, how we can create a really, really creative branded podcast. Like there are so many ways that we hadn't even thought about. So uh, yeah, I loved it. It was very interesting for me. Yeah, Marvin produces really high quality stuff for, for big brands like KLM. Uh, Never, were you the host on that episode or? Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. nice. Well, what, what did you get from that? What did you like about that episode? Um, what I loved about the episode was mainly that uh, <clears throat> Marvin is a big creator in himself. And uh, the opportunity that I got to, first of all, interview him was a big thing for me. Is a big thing for me, actually. And uh, the insights that he gave was uh, very knowledgeable because he is from the industry. And the, uh, and the fact about he told about what branded podcast is and how it should be and it should not be like very uh, like advertising and it should be like more like storytelling. I thought that was like the key point, key takeaway from the episode mm. that I would uh, take always have with me. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, storytelling is a, is a key part of it to have a, a flow, whether it's a highly produced episode like Marvin produces. Uh, I know mm. it, we have our podcast club every week where we listen to and discuss uh, one podcast a week. And uh, you're a big fan of the 20,000 Hertz podcast, which is the shining example of a well-produced podcast. You know, I think I put 200 hours into every episode, uh, but there's a clear flow. You know, you can follow it like a movie beginning, middle and end. Uh, and it takes you through that journey. Uh, and with interviews like this, it's good to have some structure, I think. You know, we've got, you know, a few notes in front of us to discuss different topics to at least guide the listener through, you know, the different stages of what you're talking about, uh, whether it not necessarily be, uh, you know, as uh, con congruous as uh, uh, as one of Marvin's episodes, but at least uh, at least there's some structure to, to you know, to stick to. Um, OK, so uh, what about you, Letitia? What was your favorite episode and why? Uh, my favorite episode is brand differentiation using audio, not because I was on it, but because <laughs> the subject uh, the subject is what really interests me. Um, I love everything about audio, music, um, sound design. So this topic was so interesting. And while recording my questions, I was so excited just to hear the answers and know more about the subject. So uh, this episode was with uh, Gina Aisham from Dreamer mm -hmm. Productions. And like she was dropping tips and hints about how to use audio to um, to enhance our product. What was there a particular tip that stuck in your mind that we can apply to, to Rumble Studio? Yes, to stay very simple, like uh, simplicity is what will stick in people's brains. Yes, specifically around the sonic logo and I suppose the visual identity as well. Um, all right, fantastic. And uh, Nived, what was your, your favorite episode? The favorite is yet to come. I would say that uh, this would be one of my favorite, the live ones, because this is something that I've not come across, uh, you know, in podcasting itself, the whole experience part of it. I think this is something which is different and it's different for us because mm. uh, as, us as a team, we've been recording asynchronously and uh, having the exposure of synchronous is pretty cool. And uh, so, yeah, the favorite is yet to come and this is one of it. Okay, very nice. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I don't know, Emily, do you have a favorite that you'd like to share? I also really liked the brand differentiation with audio just because it was really interesting hearing um, that side of audio production and how yeah. there's a whole another world of just composing specifically for branding purposes. It was a really interesting topic and fun to listen to. 
Yeah, it's one of those one of those things that it's not immediately obvious. I know we're always so focused on the visual, which I think is a topic that keeps coming up, mm-hmm. and the audio kind of just exists in the background in your subconscious. Uh, but when you're you know you listen to an episode like that, it really puts your attention on it, and you're like, wow, I, I appreciate the the power it has over me and has had over me all my life, and maybe I just didn't realize. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the asynchronous production process because you guys were you know the first to really experiment with this as a company. We're we're iterating on it. We're both, the mission of the company is to try and uh, make audio content production like podcasts, branded podcasts, 10 times faster, easier, cheaper, um, specifically easier for people who, who don't have any skills interviewing or creating audio so that anyone can you know, pick up our tool uh, and get a great result at the end of it without too much time or, or effort spent learning how to do it. Uh, we, we describe ourselves as the, the canva.com of audio, uh, and this is what we're trying to build. Uh, we're not there yet, for sure, uh, and you guys are key to experimenting with what works and what doesn't, and this audio leads uh, project uh, is, is key to that as well. So um, maybe, Joey, because you've been you know, leading this, could you describe, like, what, in brief, a minute or less, like what the, the async uh, production process is right from the start, right through to a, a published episode? Definitely. So um, we start off by researching guests that might be, um, you know, um, good good for us and to learn from them and for our audience to learn as well. Hmm. So um, we search, we research the guests and then we contact them, we email them. And if they agree to be on the podcast, then that's great. They fill out a form where... Um, you know, they they write what uh, the main things that they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And we then start writing questions uh, based on their answers and based on the research that we've made and also, you know, the things that we want to learn more about. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a mix of that. And um, what we then do is record uh, record the questions that we've written and we send them to the guest. Uh, And then we just wait for them to... um, to uh, record their answers uh, whenever they can, of course, and uh, because it's at their convenience, because it's async. That's it. So we send and, them the questions in Rumble Studio. We copy and yeah. paste them from a Google Doc into Rumble Studio, invite them, and then it's up to them to, to record. Exactly. So it's up to them mm-hmm. to, to record. And once we have the audio, um, you know, if, uh, we record our feedback, of course, because... Uh, you know, we, we couldn't before because we didn't have the answers. And mm. then, uh, you know, it's it's uh, we edit it a little bit. Uh, we add the jingles and uh, this kind of stuff. And it's done. We just publish it at the end. Then you export. And then I think we use upload it to Omni Studio. Yeah. Then you write the, the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do we, is there anything else? Well, you write, often write a blog post off, uh, yeah. using the, the audio content as well, which is the, the repurposing aspect of it. And we always get a, a great blog post out of every episode. Um, and then Neved, I believe, also writes, uh, you know, makes the social media posts for it. Um, you guys make uh, short videos. You, you've got your own custom method using an iPhone, I think. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, what did you, you know, what, what would you say were the, the main advantages of, of doing it that way? Like what, what has, uh, you know, compared to, I know you don't have too much of a frame of reference, but, you know, what was faster and easier than you expected in that process? And what were the parts that take the longest or were the hardest for you? I think that the main benefit for me would be that um, I would be very self-conscious if I was speaking to someone live, even if it was, you know, um, done remotely. So for me, um, recording and then sending the questions just makes me more comfortable and makes me sound more natural, as I said before. Mm. Um, And... um, 
this is this is the main thing that I love about async because uh, I'm I'm very shy. <laughs> I'm very shy uh, usually. Well, what what typically takes the longest? What was the the blocker that we could uh, maybe work on? Yeah, what typically takes the longest is the um, there's a, a certain delay from you know when the guests agree to when we send them the questions because of course we need some time to mm. you know uh, write the right questions and then record them and then send them and then there's also the delay of you know waiting for the guests to record their answers sometimes we send uh, the questions and um, the guests uh, never seem to have enough time or something to um, to record their answers yeah. So that that takes a bit of time. This is definitely the problem we've we face, isn't it? It's a bit like sending an email versus getting somebody on a call. Yeah. Is that they can take their time and they'll get back to it, you know, do it in a week or so. Most of the, the guests have eventually recorded it, but I think one of the things we've realized is that you need a bigger pipeline yeah. when you do it asynchronously. You need more guests definitely. in the wings, you know, wait you're waiting on them to record and then they drip 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 drip, you know, one by one, you get a surprise, you know, ah, oh, they've done it, you know, but it, you know, we sent it to them seven, ten days ago or whatever. Um, so that's something maybe we can we can work on to incentivize guests to to record sooner. Um, so there's different things we can work on there. But it's definitely an interesting interesting discovery that um, Letitia on the on the edit side. Uh, and I know you've edited audio before, so maybe you, you have got a good comparison here. Like, what's the what are the the main differences between editing you know live audio? Uh, I know you do films and audio for films, for example, and editing uh, the pre-segmented audio that you get back from Rumble Studio, where every guest and and host uh, question or answer is a, a separate file. Having separate files makes the editing process much easier. First of all, in Rumble Studio, when we export each file alone, it literally takes me two minutes to construct the timeline, which is nothing compared to uh, constructing timelines and audio editing. Mm. So um, this facilitates the process and it really depends on the guest who's recording, mm. but mm. Uh, usually the editing asynchronous, I think it's much faster than live recording. For example, I will predict what will happen to me uh, editing this episode. Like I will have to listen to everything again and then clip out the things that mm. uh, I will put or will not put. So uh, using asynchronous, everything is already uh, in front of me. Like I know where's the question. I know where's the answer of uh, the guest, mm -hmm. the host. Everything is separated already. So I just have to construct by dropping the files on the timeline and, and it's done. Yeah, I had exactly the same issue yeah. when I was editing live audio for Voice Tech Podcast is I had to put markers in Hindenburg of where the questions started because sometimes you want to add a tr transition there or, or you know cut that out completely. That that is a, a huge part of it, and yeah, ex exactly. With they think everything's in separate files, so you can just see the file boundaries. Very nice. You, you mentioned that it depends on how the guest records, who the guest is, and how they record. Exactly. Uh, I know we had quite a you know a different experience with the first one we we uh, recorded with Krish uh, versus uh, Marvin or say Gina, who's an audio recording expert. Um, could, could you describe some of the differences there and like what advice you would give to guests or to hosts to give to their guests? to be able to record clean audio that makes it easier to edit? Yeah, so first of all, if someone does not have a mic, um, it's best to record using earphones or headphones because um, 
the microphone will uh, the microphone of the headphones or earphones will reduce the noise around the speaker compared to like a laptop microphone which is just the absolute exactly. worst because they're just you know, yeah, really wide they pick up everything in the room it, exactly mm. so uh, so that's a uh, number one rule mm. and number two is to stay at the same distance from the yeah. microphone it's a good mic technique yeah and uh, really prepare the answer beforehand and not repeat the answer like several times in one take yeah i mean for sure a lot of that depends on the the experience of the guest whether they're used to public speaking used to being on podcasts some guests speak very eloquently and they go from beginning to end without any mistakes other guests stop restart go off on a tangent come back repeat what they said earlier and yeah. that makes editing a bit of a nightmare so part of that is is preparation part of that is give, asking a good question that the guest understands and can answer yeah uh, and, and part of it comes from just uh, speaking skills i think on, on the guest yeah exactly speaking slowly that way everyone can understand that's a good tip yeah, yeah. and that's it and then the host can obviously prep the guest in advance to say all these things um I always, as we did at the beginning of this episode as well, make sure you turn off all your devices, put your Google smart, smart speaker on silent, your phone, tell your friends, turn off any fans, all of this kind of stuff. Uh, don't record in a big room. Don't go to the big conference room with a lot of hard services because you get this huge echo. Find the smallest room that you can. All of these things novice uh, guests tend not to, not to realize. Um, cool. Uh, let's move on then. Um, Nived, I want to know, like, how did uh, like your processes, your technique change over the course of the series? You, you've recorded more than one episode, I believe. You've, you've done, how many now, two? Or was it two or three? Two, two more to come. Two and two more to come. So you've published yeah. two and you've got two more to come. So you're a bit of a pro now. <laughs> what, what have you noticed evolves uh, from the first time you did it to the fourth time you've done it? Like what has changed? Uh, right, good question, Carl. Uh, well, <clears throat> at first, uh, it was uh, <laughs> uh, mainly that I was very energetic. I would say that uh, in my in my opening, in my the way I talk, and you know I was very excited and energetic mainly, and uh, that was the first uh, episode. So in that, then I realized like I did two episodes, and the second episode I realized that I was very energetic, and the guest is like you know <laughs> okay. And, uh, you got to match so the energy, like, right? Is that what you're saying? Right, exactly. So then I was like, hey, what's up and everything. And he was like, yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, so that's what I realized. So I, I realized that, uh, okay, I need to calm myself down, understand the guest first, mm. what kind of personality mm. uh, the guest has, uh, and then adapt according to it. If, uh, if that person is a little energetic, for example, someone who is active on social media and, you know, uh, is a personal brand or anyone like that so you know she, he or he, uh, she is a extrovert itself so you can talk to them in a manner or when it comes to a CEO mm. so you gotta be a little more professional and keep it more uh, poised and for sure, calm for sure. and you know uh, good standard question so that that would be my uh, development over the course from first to the fifth that's it to, to marry your guests I think it's a very very important tip especially in live I was going to say with, with async you, there is another option actually which is something that we've, we're just realizing now uh, and actually combats another problem that we faced. So we, we found that if you record the question up front, the guest records, and then you come back later and record a comment, uh, often the audio environment where you, between recording, you, you recording the question, you recording the comment is different, right? You can maybe uh, using a different mic or in a different room and it sounds different. And it's very hard to, to change that without using a load of special tools. Um, but one way you can get around that with async is just to re-record the question 
uh, and do the comment at the same time. And this is something that's actually saved me time because recording the questions does not take very long, right? It's just mm -hmm. maybe you've got 10 questions. It takes you a couple of minutes at most. Uh, and that way you, it flows nicely because you've got, you, you know, you can comment on the previous answer and then flow straight into the question of the next quest, uh, next one. Um, and at the same time, you've got the same audio environment for the whole way through. So, uh, and from what you're saying, you know, at that point, you know what tone the guest is speaking in. So you can match your tone automatically to what the, the way the guest spoke. So I think that's something different with async and something I would recommend. It's actually what professional podcasters often do. They often uh, re-record the questions to get, you know, better sound quality or indeed um, have somebody else conduct the original interview and then they re-record the, the questions using the, the charismatic host that maybe they've paid more money for to, <laughs> to, to actually do it. So this is not something new, uh, but something that's, that becomes really important when you do async. Absolutely. Joey, there is kind of an element of acting and you're not really sure what level, how, how far shall I go with this? You know, like, should, I, <laughs> should I laugh, you know, a full belly laugh and pretend that I'm in the same room with them? Uh, uh, or should I, you know, tone it down a little bit because, you know, the listener knows this is not real. So it's, it's kind of, uh, it, can feel, it can be a little bit awkward isn't it? and it can put a little bit of pressure on you to, to act in a certain way, right? I mean, it can. I tend to, uh, <laughs> when I record my feedback, I tend to, uh, you know, laugh alone sometimes, but just because I want to sound more friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I, I, like I said, I try not to, not to plan what I want to say before mm. uh, if, I'm, if it's yeah. feedback, because, um, you know, I want to sound natural. So I, I listen to the mm. answer they say, and I immediately start recording after that, uh, whatever comes to mind. So this is how that, I think it can sound the most natural possible uh, i think that's a great tip actually is if you write down what you're going to say before and then you read it off the page it's just the worst because we don't speak how we write exactly and you completely lose all that spontaneity i think you've you've absolutely discovered the, the right thing you just start recording as soon as you've heard it and you just let the thoughts come for better or worse maybe you need to do a retake at that point you kind of know what you're going to say but it still originally came from the heart you know origi that original thought is still there that feeling uh, and maybe you reword it in a certain way, as opposed to really planning it with a you know cool, calculated mind, uh, and then just reading it off. So yeah, very very good tips. Do you want to grow your business with audio and receive articles and podcasts once per week? Then subscribe to the number one audio marketing newsletter by visiting rumble.studio/newsletter. Nimed, what, what was one thing? Well, let's talk about the mistakes, yeah? So first of all, like, what, what mistakes did you make uh, and, and how did you overcome them? I think Joey mentioned this earlier about, uh, you know, uh, I just got into audio recently. I just graduated uh, from, from school and then got into this new industry and I'm interviewing industry leaders, like, for example, Marvin, mm. who is a creative director and Krish, who is a planner at Ogilvy. So uh, giving them feedback about what they have said Apart from that, it's interesting, and I agree uh, that those are the two two things that I would I was able to say earlier. So that was something <clears throat> that uh, I would say not a mistake, but a, it's a learning curve that yeah. uh, I would uh, definitely improve in the further coming episodes. I mean, I think all beginner podcasters do that. You want to be ingratiating. You want to you want to make the, the guests feel at ease, even if they're not in front of you. Uh, you yeah. don't want to tell them they're wrong because they're the expert, right? So you just want to go, yeah, that's right. Absolutely right. Next question. What, exactly what do you think? What, what could you do right. differently? Like, what would you recommend people do instead of just, you know, smiling and nodding and, mm -hmm. uh, and agreeing with the guest? How, how would you tackle that in the, the next time you do it? And the next time I do it, maybe take a key 
point from that exact point and then maybe um, add a value to it by if i know about the uh, the the point that he has given if i agree to it then i actually take that point re-reference it and put add some value to it instead of just saying i agree and things like that and uh, if not if i'm not sure about what the person has said just uh, you know you know pivot to the next question move on to the ne- next question just, on, yeah. just saying yes i agree you're absolutely right right so and so forth i guess the third option could be that you could do a little bit of research you know you could have a look at that mm. and 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 read up on it and then add something you know something something i did on the voice tip podcast is you know sometimes i would i would say okay that's that's really interesting i'd be like googling while they were talking about it see something <laughs> you know this is live but with they think you've mm. got way more time you'd be like oh yeah that actually reminds me of a news article that i just you know saw you know recently and it's kind of related so sometimes you can make those connections in the listener's mind just based on your own experience and, and this is another thing like um the more you the more you do podcasts or, or any kind of content creation in a particular niche the more knowledge you mm-hmm. build up just you know you can't help it i mean you're mm-hmm. you're posting newsletters with a lot of links on every week joey you're writing blog posts you know we're all involved in speaking to experts on the podcast and stuff you just build up that domain knowledge so this is why over time listeners see you as the expert is because you do have more uh, experience but when you're doing your first five or so episodes, you don't mm. really have that. And there's an element of, you know, fake it till you make it, you know. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Joey, what about you? Like, what were the, the, the big mistakes that, that you felt you made and, and how will you overcome them? What will you do differently uh, season two? Well, what I would do differently. Uh, for me, the big mistakes that I've done um, were not specifically while recording the podcast. They were more about organization side of it. Mm. Um, yeah, because, yeah. for example, sometimes I would like not reply immediately to, to, to an email and that would delay other things. So um, that was a big a mistake. And I used to take too much time writing questions as well, um, mm-hmm. you know, like formulate what I wanted to say uh, and everything, which which uh, wouldn't help anyone. Like it's better to be natural and uh, you know, just yeah. pick the main things you want to talk about and be natural, and that's what I'm. Gonna and then, try like you do. say, like ad lib it when you when you actually come to do a recording, you've got a few bullets, yeah. but you haven't written it out word for word. I mean, I think that's better. Uh, you know, you can always re-record what you wanted to say after. It's not a problem. For example, if you're too energetic in the first take, you're it's fine. Like you can mm-hmm. you can do it better in, uh, in the next one. But um, you know, it's just it takes time to do that again so it's better to, yes. to have it right from the first time yeah no for sure and you know writing is slow you know when you're trying to when you're wordsmithing on the page yeah. that's a really slow process you know and then and then you when you come to read it it doesn't sound quite right anyway so then you correct it and then read it again and correct that's a very you know agonizing process yeah i mean what i learned about this specifically like reading what i want to say is that uh instead of instead of being completely like you think you're completely prepared and you're not going to mess up, you lose you lose mm. authenticity, which is like the most important thing in the podcast, especially yeah. because it's asynchronous. So there's no mm-hmm. like there's no silence between words. There's no thinking like it's just like it sounds like you're reading, even though you try not to sound like you're reading. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It really comes across. I know one other thing that we made a mistake, and it's probably my fault as well, is that because we were new to all this, um, that I insisted on reviewing all the questions. And if you wrote them out uh, long form, and then I would review them, I'd end up correcting yeah. you know, the, the, long, the wording. long-worded question. And that really took a long time to, to, to proofread somebody's questions, which then when we changed them, 
ended up being wasted work because we weren't even using those questions. So we were spending a lot of time doing stuff that didn't even add value. So that's something that we, we can absolutely uh, change for season two. You just write a few bullets. I could just have a quick look at the, the structure. I'm like, yeah, good to go. Go for it. Uh, and then, like you say, you, you, you adapt while you're recording and then you can make corrections at the edit phase as well. I think that's much quicker and more agile. Exactly. Um, Letitia, like, what, what was, uh, what's one thing that you wish you knew um, when you began? What's one uh, big lesson that you've learned that you'll definitely apply for, for the next season? Um, yeah, so as it's very obvious, I don't have a natural English accent. So I was trying to fake it in the beginning. So um, I was trying to sound American or... Really? Okay. Or, yeah, so in the beginning. And then I noticed that as long as the guest can understand me with whatever accent I have, as long as the words are understandable, mm. it shows my personality and it shows who I am. So by faking it, it will it will show that I'm faking it because either ways I won't have the accent. So yes. that's what I wish I had from the beginning because I spent so much time faking an accent during recording Gina's um, episode. Uh, so I wasted a lot of time and a lot of energy. So for season two, I will definitely talk like I'm talking like like now. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it's it's hard enough. It's hard enough to be the best version of yourself, let alone to be the best version of something new. Exactly. <laughs> this invented character. So. Exactly. So that way it, it would be much faster. Uh, I think that's a great tip. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and this is something I wanted as well as I wanted a range of voices uh, on the podcast, you know, like for asking different questions, you know, you know, you know the more brains, the better. Uh, so I absolutely want everyone to be themselves and, and ask the questions that are interesting them and to be able to express themselves in the way that's, uh, you know, authentic as well. Um, why don't we, uh, before we talk about what's coming next in uh, Audio Leads Season 2, uh, I'd just like each of you to share, like, you know, your feelings or, or one tip for uh, for anyone uh, try, trying this themselves, if anyone out there is thinking about launching a podcast, whether it's a personal podcast or for their business, uh, what would be the, the one bit of advice that you would give to them? Uh, Nived, why don't we start with you? Uh, I would like to quote Nike, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so many tools are there right now in the podcasting industry is that uh, it, it's much more simpler than how it used to be earlier. I mean, mm. Uh, the traditional way of you know using getting a studio and pro a professional you know spending a lot of money on tools and things like that and actually having skills is not required right now mm. uh, as it's, it has matured a lot so maybe who, anyone who is uh, merely thinking about even starting a podcast i think they should just go for it uh, do some research on uh, what which tool suits mm. them the best and then just uh, go ahead uh, podcasting is the future so i think that's yeah. good advice yeah absolutely just uh, pull the trigger do it and yeah. uh and then you know once you've started then the rest falls into place and you can start improving and uh, letitia what about you what's what would be your one one bit of advice that you'd give to people maybe starting on the the, or the audio editing uh, side of things or, or indeed that the entire process of being a host and, and everything else um, yes, I think I will add to what Nivet said. It's that uh, really nowadays we don't need the most sophisticated equipment to record and do podcasts. But my tip and my advice would be that nowadays we have so much audio and video content online and everywhere. So uh, really for people to listen or to watch something, quality is still a major factor. So mm. just be careful while recording or while producing an episode. Just be careful of the quality because at the end, the listener must listen with no effort. Yes. It, it, should, it should be a really good quality and clean. 
I couldn't agree more, actually. I couldn't agree more. You don't need to be the best host in the world or have the best mic. Exactly. It does need to be intelligible. You need to be able to hear the words without making an effort. Yeah. For me, that's the, the biggest turn off yeah, for a podcast. Because a podcast is an experience. It's it's a sonic experience. So for the mm-hmm. listener to to travel with us and to be part of the conversation, it should really be a pleasant environment. Yes. Great tip. Joey. My advice would be to plan ahead. <laughs> this this is the main thing. Uh, this is what will keep mm. you consistent, which is the key to a successful podcast. This will keep you going, uh, planning ahead and uh, have a specific chronological order of episodes. Yes. So it helps That's with right. the storytelling as well. Mm-hmm. It would take a lot of pressure off of you. If if uh, if you do plan ahead, and what does that mean in practice? Plan, plan ahead, like what is it we're doing now in order to plan ahead? For example, what we're trying to do uh, is that in order to upload an episode every week, release an episode every week, uh, we're trying to plan all of these episodes uh, one month ahead. So uh, you know we're uh, we're planning all of the content based on what is said in these episodes. So uh, it would be edited and everything ahead of time. And uh, that way, we just have to publish them once uh, once the date right. uh, has arrived, and uh, that's so. It. Find all the guests, write the questions, record, edit all episodes in a season yeah. up front before you release the first one. Yes, and then you've got six in your pocket, and you can just start releasing those and produce the social media and everything else around it. Yeah, you so have. So it just time. all goes out on a regular, and then you can have a pause between the next season, prepare everything. Exactly. Yeah, this is a, a big discovery for us, I think, because. I've made that mistake on the Voice Tech podcast. Like you're always playing catch up. Otherwise, you're always like, "Oh, I've, I've got no guests left," and uh, it's two weeks until I've got to release the next one. Where am I going to get my guests from? When am I going to have time to edit it? It's stressful. Uh, and like you say, if you start missing missing episodes, then the guests drop off, and they they realize it doesn't look very professional, you know, to to be uh, all over the place. Definitely, so I think that's a it's a great tip. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Um, right, I think that's all we got time for. Do, Joey, can you give us a little taste of what's coming for Audio Leads uh, Season 2? Like, what's it about and, and, and how are we making it any different from Season 1? So, for Season 2, uh, the main takeaway will be what we learned from Season 1. So, okay. <laughs> so uh, we're actually going to be uh, implementing uh, all of the advice that was given to us by all of the professionals and all of the guests that we had uh, in Season 1. Um, you know, so it's going to be way better. <laughs> and um, for, and you can expect a lot of uh, new things uh, regarding the podcasting process, for example, uh, conversation analysis, um, you know, things that are not uh, just related to marketing, but more about, um, you know, the podcasting process itself. So it's mm. a very exciting indeed. <laughs> Yeah, we've got some great guests lined up. I know we've got some of that audio recorded already, as you were saying, batching and preparing. Like We've been taking our, uh, taking our own, yes. own advice. Um, we've even got a, a new audio brand coming. Letitia, you've got a, a little treat in store. Yeah, for season two, uh, we will have an original jingle. Can't wait. Like composed for season two, Rumble Studio. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty exciting to have our own uh, have our own jingle. At the moment, we're just using a stock one that I did a bit of a, a voiceover uh, over. I'm not so proud of that that initial jingle, but you know, <laughs> needs must. <Yeah. laughs> so <laughs> didn't spend too long on, on making that one. But yeah, we're gonna get a professionally produced one uh, for, for season two. So so look out for that and start building our audio brand uh, along with a new visual brand as well. I know you're doing an animated version of our logo, yeah. which is gonna be great. And, uh, yes. and Nived, yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to being a host on season two as well. Um, yeah, like anything, uh, <laughs> you got anything uh, planned for, for how you're going to do things differently in season two? Or? 
Absolutely. So, uh, season two, we have already two episodes down the line where I've I've already recorded my audio, and uh, so is the guest. So, and we are gonna have uh, a different episode as well. We're gonna try with uh, two guests in one episode uh, oh, yeah. asynchronously, and uh, so that is something that we have not done in season one, and it's pretty exciting. And uh, yeah, that's it. We've got some other formats in mind as well. I know, I know you're planning to to sync up with the the social media side of things, right? You know, you own the social media and the newsletter, so that stuff. I know you're 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 planning that with Joey to make sure that that stuff is fully synchronized now. Um, right. And so we're gonna have a, a theme for. A, the season and then a theme for a, obviously a clear topic for every episode and everything that goes out on social over that week that it's released will be aligned with that so it's going to have a lot more of an impact for the people who do follow us regularly um absolutely never why don't you tell uh, everyone where they can uh, they can follow us rumble studio and the podcast online so you can follow us on twitter linkedin instagram facebook and on tiktok so uh it's just rumble studio r u m b l e s t u d i o so it's as simple as that and you can check out podcast on apple music apple podcast uh, spotify google podcast and every other platform possible it's uh, audio leads and subscribe to our newsletter audio leads newsletter once uh, once every week really in- interesting insights and uh, also a meme so it's going to be cool yeah there's plenty in that newsletter so do subscribe it's uh, rumble.studio slash newsletter for anyone wants to subscribe to that um, I think rumble.studio slash podcast if you want to go to our podcast page as well uh, but just remember rumble.studio you can get all the all the links are the, on the top bar so don't worry about don't worry about that uh, guys Joey, Letitia, Nived, Emily thank you so much for, for joining me on this uh, first and very special episode of Audio Leads it's been great to discuss lessons learned I'm super excited about season two it's going to be amazing uh, I've learned a lot about podcasting working with you and uh, I think onwards and upwards is the, is the key so um, yeah thank you very much and uh, speak to you next time thank you Carl. thank you this was awesome Thank you for listening to this episode of Audio Leads, brought to you by Rumble Studio. If you enjoyed this conversation, you'll probably enjoy our weekly newsletter too. It's our selection of the week's best articles and podcasts related to audio marketing. To get it, visit rumble.studio slash newsletter. That's rumble.studio slash newsletter. And if you're interested in creating some audio yourself, you might like to give Rumble Studio a try. Sign up for a free account at rumble.studio.